Today on episode number 822 of the School of Podcasting, we've got some stats about podcast cross-promotion. How effective is it? We've got a before and after, I'm calling these. It's a before and after interview with Mark from Lessons from the Cockpit. We've got a new segment called I Heard It on a Podcast, and Dave is going to chime in on the maybe coming Spotify feature to boost discovery. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson. Thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, this is where I help you plan, launch, grow, and if you want to, monetize your podcast. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, when you sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription. And, of course, that comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. And I'm going to start off this show with a new segment. It is slightly depressing, but it shows the power of podcasting. Yeah, I heard it on a podcast, and Henry Ford, I grew up learning, had great quotes like, if you think you're wrong or you think you're right, you're correct. And my awesome public education that I got here in Ohio, and not one, but two college degrees, never mentioned that in addition to being the guy that kind of really put the whole assembly line into play, which again... Interesting accomplishment. Nobody mentioned that he's a giant anti-Semite. And I was listening to the MoFax podcast, which is an interesting, here's a novel idea. It's a black dude and a white dude talking to each other and figuring out if, what the difference is in cultures. And this is what I learned growing up. This is what you learned growing up. Let's compare it. And I never heard that Henry Ford was a giant anti-Semite. And then you go to Google and you go, holy cow, Henry Ford was a giant anti-Semite. Links in the show notes to the MoFax podcast. It's about the 41-minute mark when they get into the Henry Ford discussion. Schoolofpodcasting.com slash 822. If you are thinking of launching a podcast, but you're a little nervous, you are the reason I interviewed Mark. He's a member of the School of Podcasting, and I have a couple of these types of interviews. I'm just going to call them before and after, where we talk about kind of what was holding them back from starting their podcast, and now what has happened since they've launched. So here's my interview with Mark from the Lessons from the Cockpit podcast. All right, joining me via Squadcast is Mark Hazara. Mark came to the School of Podcasting, and he has this amazing background. He's part of the Air Force. He's flown in two different wars. He's a keynote speaker. He's an author, and now he's a member of the School of Podcasting, producing the podcast Lessons from the Cockpit. Mark, thanks for coming on the show. It's great to be here with you, Dave. Thank you very much for inviting me to come on your show. And... One of the reasons I brought you on is, as I just mentioned, you're a person that has uh, had to find some courage, I'm thinking, and especially if you listen to your show, some of the scenarios that you've been in and things like that. But yet when you came to me with your wife and she said, you got to help me 
get this person to create a podcast. And when you told me your background, <laughs> I was like, oh, you need to start a podcast. So do, do you remember what you kept saying to me? Why aren't you podcasting? Why aren't you podcasting? You must have said it about six times. So let's answer that question. Why weren't you podcasting back then? What was stopping you? So here I am, a speaker on stage. I have given over 5,000 presentations. I taught at two military schools. And why was I scared of podcasting? I don't know. And Mm. I think my biggest fear, Dave, was because I just didn't know how to do it. I didn't know where to go to learn until one day, and this is the funny thing about this story. My wife was on a call with you, and I happened to walk by and sit down, and I think I you know, stuck my head in and photobombed the whole thing. And she says, here, sit down. And so sitting down next to her, we began talking. And you asked, well, what do you do? And I said, well, I speak, and I have this graphic company, and I've written a book called Tanker Pilot Lessons from the Cockpit, which is where my podcast gets its name. And as I began explaining my background to you, you began saying, why aren't you podcasting? (laughs) And to be quite honest with you, I hadn't thought about it. Valerie had thought a lot about it, and I just didn't know where to go. I didn't know where to start. And of course, your comeback to that was, I run a school of podcasting. (laughs) And that school was invaluable to me because that really got me started. I now had a place where I could go, not only listen to, watch over and over again to teach me how to do it, but it also gave me the courage. And after that, I really didn't have a lot of fear of podcasting. Now, remember what happened in the first couple, okay, when I sent them to you. I'm kind of talking like this and I'm going really fast and there's no, there's no breathing or nothing. You know, because I was still learning. All right. You said the stories are great, but slow down. And I think that was one of the other great things about the school of podcasting is be able to share private time with you and get that feedback loop. Because I think after a couple of those episodes that I sent you, I started finding my groove and I started finding my voice also. And now it's very natural to me because Dave, the first time I sat in front of this microphone that I have, I was starting and I, it, and my mouth just dropped open and I'm looking at the thing and I'm, uh, 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 you know, and I'm supposed to be, I'm somebody that has speaks a lot and all of a sudden I can just talk. So that was something, a personal thing I had to overcome. But still, I was able to go back to your school of podcasting and able to look at things, how to edit, how to record. I asked you what mic I should get, which is what I have. I've got uh, the camera that you told me to get, and I've set up a really nice studio here in this room, and now I'm doing it. And now it's not only fun, but it's a passion because of the people that I'm interviewing and the people that I'm talking to. And my format is, here's the story, here's what I learned from it. Here's the story, here's what I learned from it. But in the very beginning, it was, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to start this. Even though my wife had been one of your students for over a year, I think, something like that. And she would say, well, I'm going to be on with Dave on the School of Podcasting. I went, okay, yeah, whatever. You know? And then it wasn't until I sat down with you in, like I said, about six times. 
Why aren't you podcasting? Why aren't you podcasting? Well, I remember those first recordings because I think you had scripted it out and it was too yeah. fast and then it was slow. And I, I remember it was either the third or fourth one. It was basically the same story, but it was like the third or fourth time you did it. And I said, you know, this doesn't sound like you're reading this at all anymore. And you said, well, I'm not. I know the story. And it just came out natural and it was awesome. And I was like, well, this is more of what I was talking about. And so it is one of those things like anything else. The the more you do it, the the better you get at it. I was wondering, because of your military background, because, you know, and this, again, is a non-military guy giving his perception of what he thinks the military is about. But I know, you know, everything has to be a certain way. And the last thing you want to do is look stupid in front of a, a superior or something like that. Do you think that had anything to do with it? Do you know what we say about that? Dying <laughs> is better than looking bad. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think that answers that question. <laughs> yeah. I lived in in what you would call a near perfect world. Okay. And I say that knowing that I never flew a perfect flight, but it was that, it was that strive for perfection, Dave, and excellence that every pilot has, particularly in the military and the professionalism. But seriously, I grew up in a world where there was like zero defects and I'm a little afraid of my defects. And I think mm. all of us are at some point, sure. you know, we all have fears. And I know there are a lot of your listeners out there that will be listening to this that maybe haven't started their podcast yet. And all I have to say to you is jump in and do it. Because once you get on the treadmill and you get going, you get going faster and faster. It felt more natural and it felt more conversational. And believe it or not, I quit scripting things, Dave. I would just write down, okay, here's the lessons learned we're going to talk about today. And literally, there's like three, maybe four bullets on a notepad next to me. And I would just skip to those. But I had all this training on how to do courseware. I created the weapons school for the tanker community in the Air Force, the entire community. It's like the Top Gun school for tankers. 482 academic hours, 18 five-hour flights, a three-hour sim, and a graduate-level paper that's done in 19 weeks, okay? You get a doctorate degree in 19 weeks. And wow. I taught at that school. And again, there was this fear of, I don't know how to begin this. I don't know how to start this. Mm -hmm. But once I got started, it became more natural. And now it's very natural. As a matter of fact, the guy that I interviewed last week, uh, Pete Fleischman, his call sign's pig. He said, you were great at questioning me. You were great at leading the conversation. And again, a lot of that's due to, yeah, my military background, and I taught a lot on stage and, and in classrooms. But again, to the school of podcasting, too, because once I had a roadmap in my mind of how to do it, it was a lot easier. Yeah, the first couple were <laughs> pretty heinous, okay? But I didn't publish those. I sent them to Dave and, and he said, hey, here's where you need to change some things. And, and I did. So don't be afraid of just starting because I've always been taught when you get on this other side of your fears, that's where you find the greatest joy in life. Once you get past that fear, it no longer becomes something holding you back. And speaking of that, that's a great transition because when I listen to your show, it reminds me almost like. I mean, you see the, these movies about barbershops and, and all these guys that know each other and they're, 
There's lingo that's used. Uh, of course, with military stuff, you guys are always throwing out acronyms. It's the the MK twenty seven HB WX whatever <laughs> thing, and I'm I have no idea what you're talking about, yeah. but you guys do. So I know you have a company for decals. Yeah, has that picked up at all? So give us a, a view of what it looks like on the other side of the microphone. Now that you've you've overcome your fear, one of the things that I've learned from going through the school of podcasting and from you, and also from my wife is create a business model. And my podcast fell into a business that I'd already started. A lot of your listeners will know what fat heads are. It's the life-size sports star that you peel off the backing and stick on your wall. Okay. Of Michael Jordan or LeBron James, whatever. We do airplanes. We're the only company that does things like this. And they're very detailed. They've got uh, all the stenciling on the missiles because I build model airplane and Two of my friends created the decal sheets, and that's how we started. Val says, you ought to be selling those on vinyl so you can put them on your walls. We didn't even think of that. And we did a little test case, and it took off. So for each episode now, I draw the airplanes that I'm talking about, or I already have them drawn. And that is part of the show notes where you can go into my wallpilot.com. We sell them four, six, and eight feet. We did a 30-footer for a guy, though, too. Wow. Okay. And if you can have that kind of a business model in your mind of how will this not only sell more product, but also sell my brand, then it really comes down to the passion that you have for it. And if you can create that model, then it's it's really not work. It's fun. <laughs> it is. Well, it sounds like it. When I listen to your show, it's just like, you know, two guys in a bar trading old pilot stories that, you know, this one time did that and the blah, blah, blah. And it's like, and again, then there's always that lesson part. Well, here's what I learned from that is, you know, when you're in this high stress area or whatever's going on, it's a great idea because you've got this business that your target audience would be somebody who's flying a plane. Well, those are called pilots. So let's, let's make a podcast where pilots share stories about being a pilot and, you know, it's peanut butter and jelly all put together. Yeah. So, and, and putting the, uh, the plane in the show notes, that's a brilliant idea right there because there's going to be somebody listening that's going to, you're going to throw out a plane and somebody's going to go, Oh man, I used to fly those. And when you say, Oh, you can get one and put it on your wall, that person's going to go click on that, put it on their wall. And when somebody walks in and goes, What's that? He goes, Oh, I used to fly those. So that's a great idea. Exactly. And, and it's not just the pilots too, Dave. It's the guys that maintained the airplanes. It's the guys that navigated the airplanes. It's the guys that were the radio men in airplanes. I was working on one today that a young man wants me to do for his grandfather who flew the Cold War in the Cuban Missile Crisis. Wouldn't that wow. be interesting to have him on the show, his grandfather? Okay, He's flying around Cuba in a plane where he's looking for the Russian ships that are carrying the missiles. That's his job. And this young man contacted me and asked me to do his grandfather's airplane for his birthday. So here's what's so cool about what I do, Dave, is one feeds the other. The stories that we're hearing from the guys that we're doing the airplanes for, Dave, are incredible. And not only are we getting the stories, one guy even sent me his gun sight with the audio in it. Now, imagine being able to have a podcast and you're listening 
to a SEAL team on the top of a mountain being overrun by Al-Qaeda guys. And they're coming down and they're shooting the gun to cover these guys. They're 80 meters from where they're laying down the bullets. And they've never shot the gun at ground targets before. It wasn't in their doctrine. And now they're laying Ooh. down bullets 80 meters from the good guys. Okay. It was called the Battle of Roberts Ridge, Tacker Gar. And, but we drew a picture of his airplane. I was able to contact him. And now he's going to be on the show. Nice. If we were to send somebody to your website, which is marcazara.com, mm-hmm. what episode would you want them to listen to first? You know, I'd have them probably start with the first I- one. Because mm. this is ingrained in you in pilot training, and it it's appropriate for not only flying an airplane, but even in your daily life. And this is the speech that I give on stage as a keynote speech. Every pilot, when they go through pilot training, is taught these three words to get out of a sticky situation. Aviate, navigate, communicate. Aviate, navigate, communicate. Your first priority is fly the jet. You don't have a reset button in the air. And sometimes you're going pretty fast. I had a fire in the back of the airplane once, Dave, leaving Honolulu. That's 200 miles west of Honolulu. And we didn't know why the airplane wouldn't pressurize. We wouldn't pressurize because the air ducts under the floor had busted out and 1400 degree air was blowing on the plywood floor and started it on fire. There's nothing in our books about how to deal with this problem, a bleed duct failure. And I looked back and saw my crew chief wrenching up the floor and one crew chief putting on the firefighter mask and pulling a pin out of extinguisher. And I knew we were in trouble. Aviate, Mm. 200 miles due west of Honolulu. I started a turn to come back. And when you get in these situations, Dave, you go into this, we call it intuitive expertise. You've done things so often but there wasn't anything for this, but I knew what I had to do. And that was get the airplane on the ground. So I went into a descending turn, put the Honolulu uh, nade in the box, tuned it all in, all the needles pointed right to it. And I told my co-pilot to squawk 7700 and I dent. And that sends this big flash on the radar screen so they knew where, where we are. And the reason I did that, Dave, is because I thought we might blow up. The fire was right above a fuel mm. tank with a hundred with eighteen thousand pounds of gas in it. Okay. Oh. And I wanted them to at least know where to come and find the parts, whatever parts were left. All right. Yeah. We made it back on the ground, but again, those three things were what was going through my mind. Aviate, navigate, communicate. And as we get in these stressful situations. I would offer to all of you, think about that. Aviate. I've got the control of what I'm doing. Keep control of how I'm thinking. Navigate. Okay, what do I got to do to get from point A to point B and survive this? And then communicate. Talk to people around you and say, hey, this is my plan. This is what I'm going to do. This is how we're going to do it. And off you go. So, Mark, I want to thank you so much for for coming on and and sharing your, your before and after thoughts here of, of podcasting. When I heard your stories, I was like, people are going to love this. Trust me. Just talk into that microphone. So um, thank you so much for coming on. You can check out his stuff. Again, Mark Hazara. That's H-A-S-A-R-A.com. And your website for your pilot stuff wallpilot. is wallpilot.com, yeah. wallpilot. if I remember right. We, have, we do custom yeah, orders, we and we also do ready-to-print. So you can find 
You can scroll through a hundred different airplanes that we've already got drawn. We're drawn a lot more, or you can have one custom made for you with your name on it, the weapons load you want on it, the tail number you want on it. We can do it all. There you go. I kind of stepped over his website there, wallpilot.com. I'll have links to all things Mark, including his book, out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 822. But that really does come into play. I was thinking about anybody who has ever had to change their schedule. Well, aviate again, keep control. So I'm still going to keep the podcast moving, but I need to change my schedule. I need to navigate. I need to make a turn and then communicate. You let your audience know, hey, I used to do a daily show. Guess what? It was killing me. And I'm now going to do a weekly show. I did that with the Ask the Podcast Coach show. That's a show I do every Saturday. And I used to do two versions, one version for my Patreons, my Patreons, my patrons. Yes, those people. And then another version for the public. And I was like, look, I'm just doing one version. And if you want to support me, you can support me. There are some bonus things that the patrons get. But uh, I was like, this is killing me. I can't do two shows. And I communicated and I had two people leave because they're like, well, I was doing it for the bonus content. And I had other people that actually upped their donations. So again, aviate, navigate, and communicate. And where the first segment there was kind of for people who don't have a podcast, this is for people trying to grow their podcast. And it comes from my buddy, Evo Terra, who related from Dave Zorhob, who is one of the co-founders of Chartable, which is now owned by Spotify. And I've always said that one way to grow your audience, and it is true, it will grow your audience, is to find somebody who either A, shares the same topic, or B, shares the same audience, and then either via promo swaps or you both mention each other, but somehow a little cross-promotion will help you grow your audience. And Chartable has come out because they have some sort of tool called Smart Promos, and it's a way for them to track how many listeners did you get from swapping a promo or something of that on another show. And the success rate was point, yeah, already you're like, wait, what? Yeah, I'm sorry, 0.75, not 7%, not 70.7, like almost 1%. So what that means is if you had somebody who had 1,000 downloads per episode, you might get seven or eight people. Now, here's the thing. I don't know Dave Zorhob. I am familiar with Chartable. I was one of those people that I wasn't quite sure if what they were doing was on the up and up with some of their uh, attribution type features where they're, are they tracking people? Or are they not tracking people? That whole nine yards. And the other thing is they have charts and the thing that kind of drives me nuts about charts is people obsess over them. Ooh, I was 17 last week. Now I'm 19. What do I need to do? Like, look, focus on your audience. Give them what they want, and the numbers will go the right way. That's how you grow your audience. You give your audience what they want. You make it easy to share, and you ask them to share. And so when I heard this, I was kind of like, wow, that's not the percentage I was, I was expecting two to 3%. That's kind of the average for just about everything in any kind of marketing. So when it clocked in at 0.75, but here's the thing, 
And I am looking forward to then. That's going to be one of the first sessions I look at when we get the recordings from Podcast Movement is I want to go look at that because for me, I want to know, did they, was this just random promo swaps or were people actually finding podcasts where they shared an audience and or shared a topic? Because if you're just putting the football show into the retirement planning show, yeah, I'm not sure how that's going to work. So I am not... I need more information, I guess. I wasn't in the session. Evo might have been, I believe, at Podcast Movement, but it that may be the case. But here's the thing. 0.75 growth is better than zero. And again, if you get eight people, if they have a 1,000 downloads and you get eight people, that's eight people you didn't have. And to quote an old, probably 1970s commercial, if they tell two friends and they tell two friends and they tell two friends, well, eventually your podcast will grow. So that is something I ran across uh, thanks to Evo over at Podcast Pontifications. Links in the show notes at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 822 and kind of went In the hooray for me category, this uh, past week, I went over 17 years in podcasting and coincidentally, I also went over 3 million downloads for this podcast, so rah rah, Dave. I, I was making radio shows for fun. If, if everybody does it, at least everybody I know, does, shut up. And one of the advantages, I guess, of being in the industry so long is you've seen things come and you've seen things go. And the thing that has not come yet is that 10,000 download golden switch. You just go over to it, you flip it, and boom. 10,000 downloads and you can go get advertising and I'm still looking for it. And the new thing that I saw in pod news, I'll put a link again out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash eight, two, two is Spotify who is somewhat famous. They're, they're getting there. They're, they're building a reputation of saying one thing and not always doing it. Case in point, Harry and Megan's podcast. And their new thing is basically it looks like TikTok and headliner had a baby and where you swipe up and a podcast starts to play and then you swipe up again and another one. So you're going to be able to see, and this is where your artwork and your titles are going to be very, very, very important. But everybody's like, finally a discovery tool. And we we've had that discussion of, Discovery is some sort of algorithm that knows what you like, so it recommends things that you like. I get that. I have those. They're called my friends. Seriously, my friend, I had somebody that said, hey, you should check out Severance on Apple Plus. I checked it out. You know what? I like it because my friends know what I like. I have a discovery tool. It's called my friends. And so I still say, I know it's not an algorithm, but if you want to find a podcast, there is this thing, you may have heard of it called Google. And if you want to find a show about golf, you go to Google and you type in golfing podcast. If you want to find a podcast about being fit after 50, you go to Google and you type in being fat after being fat. Well, that's actually my podcast being fit after 50 podcast go. And I'm pretty sure you're going to discover things. So 
it's one of those things that as I looked at it, and again, I'll have a link in the show notes for this, your episode artwork definitely comes into play. So please don't make it in crayon using Microsoft Paint. And your titles are going to come in much more handy there. And again, I'm not saying it's not going to boost your downloads. It might. We also don't know who are they going to feature in this cute little algorithm. Is it just going to be Spotify shows? Are we just going to see Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan and all the other shows that, you know, Amy Schumer and all the other ones, Michelle Obama and Bruce Springsteen? Is that, you know, how is that going to work? Because remember, when they own the information, they can bend it all they want. And that will be interesting to see. So mark your calendar, April 11th. Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting said he thinks the Spotify discovery tool, when we say discovery, we kind of need discovery tool is probably not going to do as much as you think it is because according to Jacobs Media from 2019, I realize that date is getting longer and longer away. The way most people find out about shows is when their friends say, oh, you listen to this, you should check out this. And so we'll see. I just know after seeing this quick clip of it, I went, yeah. You know, I mentioned I'm now in my 17th year of podcasting and people go, you know, how, what keeps you going? And some of it is just new tools. At the School of Podcasting, I've told you in the past about some of the different tools. I now have a tool that you can basically get your show reviewed. You upload it to me and then I write, it, it's like a timeline and you can see exactly where I said this comment. That's very cool. I implemented a new kind of coaching tool where it's time-shifted, one-on-one coaching, unlimited. And that's been going over really well. And if you're a new, if you're a current member of the School of Podcasting and you're not sure what I'm talking about, then you're not reading my emails. But if you have any questions on that, let me know and I'll get pointed get you pointed in the right direction. If you're not a member of the School of Podcasting and you're thinking of starting a podcast, Remember, you have a 30-day money-back guarantee. If you hop in, you start to see what's going on, you go, Dave, this isn't for me. I will, not gladly, but I I will refund your money. I'm not holding anybody hostage. And just like Mark today, you might be a little nervous about starting a podcast, but once you get over it, on the other side, your life is better when you push through your fears. And with Mark, what I basically did is he... You know, he had this content and I was just like, do you trust me? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to let you sound stupid. And we just kept, he, like he said, he sent me one recording. I'm like, that's good, but you're too fast. Okay. That one's better, but it still sounds like you're reading. And then we just went back and forth and back and forth. And now, like he said, it's natural. He's passionate about it and he's up and going. In fact, he just did episode number 20. And again, links in the show notes at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 822. In the future, we had somebody ask on Ask the Podcast Coach, can you please explain what podcasting 2.0 is? And there's an article, I'll link to it in the show notes again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 822, that kind of explains it. And so I'm going to kind of revisit that topic talk about what it's been like, because I've been doing that now for about a year. Now, if you notice one of the things here, I haven't mentioned it a whole lot, but uh, I'm going to let my buddy Wayne do that for me. This is your friendly boost reminder. It's time to boost. 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 And if your app doesn't have a boost button, go over to newpodcastapps.com. I like Castomatic. 
if you're on an iOS device. And if you're not, check out Fountain and you can actually stream Satoshi's. And if that sounds super confusing, let me know. I'll be happy to go into that. But that's one of the things. Somebody said, can you please revisit that? We're going to talk about that. And some of the show today was dynamically created. And so there are more and more podcast hosting companies that are giving you dynamic content. And there's some things you need to think about. So that's another episode that will be coming your way, as well as I interviewed Connie Abers. She's an awesome person that, again, was kind of like, how do I do this podcasting thing? And now has tons of benefits from podcasting. So another uh, before and after kind of interview will be coming your way as well. And I'm always looking forward to your ideas like, hey, Dave, have you talked about this? And in many cases I have, but that's okay. I might be able to come up with a new way of covering an old topic. So I'm always looking forward to hearing your feedback. Don't forget about the question of the month. Again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash question and schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. When you're ready to start your podcast, use the coupon code listener. It's all there, schoolofpodcasting.com. Until next week, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. And here come a ton of fun bloopers. producing the Tales from the Cockpit show. So, Mark, thanks for coming on the show. It's great to be with you, Dave. Uh, Lessons from the Cockpit is really starting to take off right now. I've got 16 episodes. And uh, and that's that's called edit point one. <laughs> Sorry about that. Somewhere along your career, you will do something really stupid or really great that will cause you to get a nickname. It's funny you should say flounder because one of my best friends, his call sign is flounder, okay? All right? My personal call sign was sluggo, S-L-U-G-G-O, all right? I weighed 10 pounds, 14 ounces, and was 23 and a half inches tall when I was born. One guy, his name was Bung, okay? Big, ugly, new guy. Another guy's name was Mammal, M-A-M-L. Most annoying man living. There's guys, I don't know their real first names, but I know their call signs, okay? <laughs> All, a lot of my friends, I talked to an old squadron commander this afternoon, still calls me Sluggo. <laughs>